0: Hello. Hello. Hi, Josephine. Hi, Wendy. How are you? I am good. How are you? I am good. Welcome to the end of July.
1: Aye, the end of July.
0: This is Art Time of the Month, celebrating July of 2019. We
1: are more than halfway done with this year. We
0: are. We are. Can you believe we've been doing this as long as we have now?
1: Oh my gosh, it feels like we've been doing it for centuries.
0: And it's only been a year and a half. Yes. <laughs> A delightful, art-filled year and a half.
1: Yes, I love it. I it's love it. Fun. I love you.
0: Oh, same samezies! Yay! We have a lot to talk about. It occurs to me that like last summer, mm-hmm. we did a June-July combo.
1: Yes, we did. Was it June-July or July-August? Um. It was one of the two. It was
0: one of the two. We like doubled up a summer episode because we were feeling lazy and we were like, fuck it. And so...
1: Exactly. We were doing that summer thing. We were
0: like living our best summer life and whatever. But this summer, we ain't got shit going on. (laughs) So we decided we're going to separate it all month by month and then throw in artist spotlights and do a
1: lot more work for you. Yeah, exactly. We're working harder.
0: We're working smarter and harder.
1: We have a lot of fun things coming up. We have so many
0: fun things coming up. We just recorded earlier this week, like a really exciting interview, yes, which we will talk to you about at the end of this episode.
1: Yes, Um, stay tuned.
0: Stay tuned. Uh, You want to hear the July breakdown?
1: Yes, whoopie. Here
0: we go. Let's whoopie it up. Okay, so San Diego celebrated Pride in July. (laughs)
1: Yes, hitting is now That's available my song on iTunes. About it. Yes,
0: <laughs> because uh, San Diego gets their pride mid-July, uh, so we are proud friends. And then we had um, San Diego's Comic Con, obviously, mm-hmm. which is an international Comic Con. Um, we are going to talk about some Netflixings.
1: Net- the Netflixins. <laughs> the
0: Netflixins, which is a term I've just coined, trademark <laughs> Miss Wendy. You're welcome. Uh, we're going to talk about the new season of Queer Eye. We're going to talk about Orange is the New Black, motherfuckers. And then yes. we're going to talk about Blown Away. <laughs> because Josephine got me to watch that That shit. <laughs> He is like no I think it's really interesting I think you'll enjoy it and and so I watched it and I have things we
1: need glitter sports I okay thi-
0: we are lacking in <laughs> glitter sports we need it
1: we ne- I need a fancy competition show okay <laughs> I need beauty and artistry okay and a- and money on the line okay <laughs>
0: uh, yes we'll get to that when we get it because I don't know how fancy it was but <laughs> it was like a nerd glitter sport it was like nerd sports.
1: Uh, I have more to say, but yeah, I will I reserve There's have so much more to comments. say about
0: it, so we'll get to that when we get to it. Okay. We're going to talk about the Beyonce Lion King. Yes. And that's just now its new name, what I'm calling it. Yes.
1: Not it, not Disney's live action Lion no, King. No.
0: The Beyonce the Lion King. The Beyonce Lion King. Yeah. There were some other movies that came out this month, too, that we kind of want to mention, but um, Joe and I can't really <laughs> speak to them from any kind of place of intelligence because we haven't gotten around to seeing them. No. Oh well.
1: Yeah. We're I'm, fine because I mean, we're not qualified. Exactly. We're not we're not critics. We
0: have, yeah, no credentials yeah. in this ser- area other than our bitchy opinions.
1: If you want to pay us to go watch these movies, then well, maybe we would have watched them.
0: We'll happily do yeah, that for yeah, you. We'll
1: happily do that for you. As
0: we've said before, we busy.
1: Exactly. We're
0: busy summering.
1: Mm-hmm. Get mm-hmm. at us. Okay.
0: Yeah. The next thing we need to talk about is the cats trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and the Harriet trailer. Yes,
1: yes.
0: We're going to discuss those things. Uh, we also had some nominations come out. The Emmy nominations have been released, um, as well as the Kennedy Center nominees, not nominees, the Kennedy Center honorees yes. have been announced as well. Uh, so that's a, that's a heavy July for you all.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Shall we? Let's. And so we begin.
1: Dive. I don't know what. I, what else can we say? Go, walk, prance, prance, prance,
0: my queen. Live, prance.
1: work, pose. There it
0: is. Let's talk about San Diego Pride.
1: What um, a delightful
0: segue that was.
1: Yes, uh, Pride was Pride was hot. Oh,
0: now I was out of town Pride weekend. Yes, you were. Um, I was in Huatulco, Mexico, for Ooh. a dear dear friend's wedding. Hey, Crystal, I know you're listening. Woo. Hey. Um. so because of that I missed the parade so tell me everything how did it go
1: well the parade was great I th- was it seven hours long like w- last it, year it is always <laughs> like seven hours long <laughs> except this year they started it at 10 not 11 Ooh. so I woke up at 9 o'clock and saw that my friends were already it parked in front of one of the bars on the parade route and I was like Wait, it starts at ten, and like, yes, Joe, it starts at ten, and I'm like, oh, I'll be right there. So I got hopped in my car. I, you know, spramped myself with cold water. Spramped. And, yes, and walked in and got my clack fan and put on my Stonewall shirt and wore my gay hat and went out and I knew I was gonna put on your
0: gay accoutrement my
1: accoutrement the the, like the requisite regalia Mm -hmm. Uh, and I usually park at this uh, middle school um, at the top of a hill that's within walking distance from to the parade route um, I park there because every year they have a huge parking lot, and every year they charge $20, and it's a fundraiser for their arts programs.
0: Oh, I love that.
1: So every year I go to this particular school, and I always, and I give them $20, and I'm like, there, I did my good deed, and I parked. Now I have a
0: safe parking spot for the day, and Exactly. There it is. Cool. And
1: it's manned the entire time, or womaned, or non-binaryed. Um, <laughs> nice. It is, it is uh, attended to uh-huh. the entire day, and it's also right next to where all of the law enforcement park their cruisers. Yeah. So it's like super safe. Sexy.
0: You know, no one's fucking with your car.
1: Exactly. Because
0: during Pride weekend, people park wherever the fuck they can find parking. They'll block people's driveways. People get nasty about it. Mm-hmm. It's just San Diego is a city of street parking. So,
1: yeah. They're like, yeah. There just needs to be one garage somewhere and they'll make tons of money, charge know, everyone $5. They keep like
0: Hillcrest, the neighborhood where the parade is, mm-hmm. is, is continually becoming more and more developed, but they're not providing more parking. Yeah. And so it's becoming more and more of an issue
1: every year. Yeah, and now you have these darn scooters and people like...
0: Uh, the bike litter.
1: Uh.
0: You you say scooters. I say bike trash litter trash. (laughs) I'm referring not, of course, to bicycles, which I love and huzzah.
1: Yes. Yay. Which we love, but... Yes.
0: I'm referring to, like, the bird scooters. Yes. And like that shit Spin
1: that, bikes that people
0: like leave like on their side in my driveway, mm. and I yeah, it just it like, blocks it your Looks driveway, like litter dude. all over the city, except they're like some eight-year-olds' crappy dirt bike, like <laughs> chilling in your driveway. <laughs> except now you see them all over the city. Yeah, you know
1: they they, they painted um, little boxes on the street in downtown that are yeah, like that, corrals Yeah, that's where now. you can park
0: them now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. They have and there's not. so
0: many. And now like Lyft has a set of the scooters. No, no, And like, it's just becoming its own thing. So the bike litter is taking over the city.
1: Absolutely not.
0: I'm not a fan. There you have it. There we go. Anyway, um... So
1: pride the parade. Parade was good. Um, I I usually go with a certain with two friends, and we try to stay. We there's like floats and contingents that we try to make sure that we hit before we reach a wall. <laughs> so yeah. over there were over two hundred entries into this year's parade. Uh, we stayed for uh, hundred and ten. Wow. So, yeah. So, we were there from 10 o'clock until about noon 30. And then we went to go have lunch. And then we yes. didn't return. <laughs> and yeah. then we went home. And parade was still going. And the parade was still of going. And yeah. Like, the thing about San Diego Pride Parade is that at the very end, they, like, have the big rainbow flag. And they invite mm-hmm. everybody to, like, follow the parade route to its end at the festival. Yeah. and. Which is nice. And then the
0: whole park yeah. becomes, like, artisan stands and education and pamphlets and condoms. And there's all kinds of, like, sexual, sexual health exhibits. Exactly.
1: There's, like, a kid's karaoke tent. Yeah. Like and it's, it's
0: family-friendly and it's joyous mm-hmm. and it's educational and it's fun. And, uh, and so, like, the whole park, the whole, like, west side of the park becomes
1: this fun The festival site. Yeah. So the parade was great because we we got to see the things that we, like, we we needed to see. Mm -hmm. We got to see the... Uh, long-term survivors of AIDS, mm-hmm. which I love when that contingent is there. And then the fellowship of older gays and their trolleys. The San Diego Public Defenders mm-hmm. that have the sign that say, uh, you know, getting you off since 1986. Yes. Um, Dykes on bikes is always a thing. Exactly. We mm-hmm. saw all of them on their, all on their bikes at the beginning of the parade. We uh, It was interesting to see that a lot of the activist contingents were... Pushed forward because mm-hmm. last year they were like towards the middle mm-hmm. of when uh what, towards the end of when we were there, but basically towards the middle of the parade. Mm-hmm. But this year there were um, they actually right after the 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 Dikes on Bikes were um, indigenous folks, indigenous contingents, nice. yeah. So of the tribes, and I was like, oh, I thought that was really great, and and I thought about it, you know, and it's like the optics of like this, the fiftieth year and the anniversary of Stonewall to not. Try to, to not at least attempt to center a lot of the parade around people who are still um, marginalized or what have you or, like, are doing that work um, mm-hmm. would be a disservice. So I'm glad that they did that. I'm glad yeah. that they did that. Um, and, and, yeah, it was fun. It was a, it was a gay old time. And yeah. then, you know, I went back to a friend's place and we had pizza and did Golden Girls Monopoly. Before we went out and stood in a stood in line to get into a bar.
0: And that is exactly how one should celebrate pride.
1: Exactly. That
0: is what the Queens at Stonewall would want you to be doing.
1: Marsha P and Sylvia are like, Uh, yes. And they are getting
0: their final like due and they're being memorialized in the city in New York. Um, finally we should mention like this is the 50th year of anniversary of Stonewall, Mm -hmm. which I think we talked a little bit about in June when we talked Mm -hmm. about world pride. Um, but this this 2019 is the 50th anniversary of so many things. Yeah. 1969 was the summer of love, summer of Woodstock. Mm-hmm. It was the,
1: the moon landing. The
0: moon landing. It was Stonewall. I mean, those three things right away like shifted our pop culture as we know it, and also, you know, science
1: and history and, <laughs> and all history. Yeah.
0: yeah, everything. So, um, so it is a pretty monumental year to be celebrating lots and lots of things like that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm whole lonely. Um, Another thing that you did that I did not do mm-hmm. was Comic Con. Yes. Now, let's let's just like skirt backtrack. Okay. To Joe and Wendy, 2018.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. July of 2018, or summer times, when we were talking about Comic Con then, and Joe was breaking down what Comic Con is how to get a ticket, how I might enjoy it. All of the exhibits that are downtown. At the time, 2018 Wendy was like, maybe I'll check it out next year. <laughs> and then 2019 Wendy was like, nah. <laughs> and that's my story.
1: Yeah, <laughs> It's funny because it's, like, I, I see people who have tickets and passes to Comic-Con. Yeah. And I'm, like, why? You would hate this. Yeah. I'm just, like, you would hate this.
0: Well, no, I will say this. Like, honestly, I would, I was, like, open-minded to it. And I had plans to go on mm-hmm. Friday, not to attend or have passes, but just to kind of walk around. And, like, and be amongst right. the people. Be amongst the people who were all costumed out and everything. But I had a terrible chest cold. Uh, yes. Upon returning from this wedding. You would Again, have hated Crystal, it. whatever. <laughs> but I had this terrible chest cold, so I spent the entire week just like hacking on my lung on my couch and trying to just get through it. So Comic Con would have killed me that Friday.
1: Mm hmm. It would have.
0: Okay, so tell me about it. What were the things that happened this year? Um,
1: It was, uh, I thought it was a really great con, at least for me. I only went one day, I only went Friday. Okay. Um, I got to, I didn't do any of the activations outside of the convention center, which is what they call them now. What do they call them? Activations. Ooh. They're like these, basically these uh, temporary experiences that the different studios and stuff will put on together. So that nerd
0: talk for like an exhibition?
1: Basically. It's nerd
0: talk for the like, come check out my booth. Is it, that what it is?
1: Yeah. But like they're, they're like these uh, immersive experiences. Okay. So like last year I went to a haunted house that was all Stephen King themed. Oh. Uh, in, um, it, it, to promote the upcoming uh, series on Hulu based on a Stephen King collection of short stories. Uh huh. So they had like this like multi room haunted house that I waited in three lines for because there was a person who I knew someone who was performing in it. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing when you're like a working actor in San Diego and you have good representation, they can try to get you into Comic Con. Employs
0: a lot of actors in town. Yeah, they do a lot. Yeah.
1: yeah. So they, I, did, I didn't do any of those things this year. Um, I did get to network a lot about the other podcasts that I have, uh-huh. the horror podcast, because that's more suited to Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. Not that, you know, arts and culture and the Kennedy Center Honors and the people at Chokes. Comic-Con don't care. Um, you know,
0: we will network at the Kennedy Center.
1: Exactly. I
0: mean, we'll go to the Kennedy Center Honors with our little podcast
1: one day. And we'll be like, oh. One day. Rita Moreno is here talking uh-huh. to us.
0: Listen, don't sleep on some queens. Exactly. We'll do it. Okay. So,
1: Continue. Um, yeah, and that was fun. Like, I just got to. I spent too much money because there was all these like, yeah. <gasps> oh, all these artists that were there that I love, and I got to like see their, you know, purchase from. I've been collecting artwork from Comic Con the in like for ten years now. How
0: many years have you been going? 10?
1: Uh, t- ten actually. My first time was in two thousand nine. Oh, so cool. I think I've been at least. I think maybe I've missed one or two years, but uh-huh. I've been consistently uh, nice. in the last ten years. Which I, I thinking about it now, I was like, oh, I guess I have been that long. Yeah. Um, there was one year, my friend, uh, my friend's daughter. It was her. It was the day of her quinceanera, and they're huge Comic Con people, but she couldn't go. Uh-huh. So, um, bef- in between the church and the reception, um, she, uh, her mom asked me and her godparents if we wanted to take the entire. Um, the entire entourage to... Comic-Con to at least the um the outside of the convention center. Oh
0: my God. So the whole quince went down to Comic-Con?
1: Exactly. So she's there in her quince. Full you know, court? Full like court. Outside. Oh my exactly. God, Exactly. Yes. And then everyone had...
0: Did they take their photos there?
1: They did. Yes. The photographer came. Everyone had their... um They had like Marvel character masks and she was Thor. So she was like in her full yes. quince, you know, vestida with the hammer and people were taking pictures with her and it was great. And this was before... That's like the
0: most epic Ginza ever for that girl exactly Good. and this
1: is before um, the Comic Con Comic Con changed the rules now so where you can't even get in front of the convention center un- unless you have a pass mm-hmm. because it was just too many people just const- like congested right in front so now mm-hmm. it's much better mm-hmm. but like they're super strict about who gets even up into the area so wow. we can't do that now but like then when you could just walk in and be like that like we took a limo down there it was great
0: that's awesome. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. So, I mean, Comic-Con, again, is an international attraction Mm -hmm. in this city. And also, like, San Diego has one of the smallest airports for one of, you Mm -hmm. know, the largest cities for this kind of festival. So, this festival brings so much commerce, so much tourism to our city every single year. But oftentimes... It's like a shit show at the airports because of it. All of the Airbnbs are like elevated and hiked up. Your lift rides are hiked and everything because it's such a week of tourism. Yeah. Which is great for our city.
1: It's great. And it, annoying and for residents. It's <laughs> annoying for residents, but yeah. it's great for us. Yeah. I mean, as someone who worked in the hotel industry in san diego through comic con mm-hmm. like there's just nothing like it yeah there's really it's tons of
0: celebrity sightings exactly
1: and, that, yeah. and those and those i mean like w- the proximity to la it's a short train ride yeah. they're taking their private cars or whatever you know the it's 45 minutes from downtown to the like the airfield where they have the private jets mm-hmm. so you know these are like super big celebrities are finding ways in you know outside of all of that yeah. but it's like the people who, what what I love about Comic Con are the people who go and they truly appreciate it, mm-hmm. and they and they're this, then they're there, and it's just their fandom is like they're they're among their people. Mm-hmm. And one of the pan, the only panel that I really went uh, to wanted to go see was the queer fear panel, which was you know again as a horror person as a queer person, um, it was a panel put together that was basically designed to talk about horror and genre film from a queer lens and queer representation. Mm -hmm. What's the state of the industry right now when it comes to, like, queer representation and how are we, what are we doing for that and, Mm -hmm. you know, how are people doing stuff? And I go to the Prism Comics booth, which is, like, a bunch of gay, queer-related comics and art. I bought a comic book. Awesome. I bought, um, there was, I went to go find a, I wanted to find this um, coloring book that was... Um, butch lesbians of the twenties, thirties, and forties. Nice. Uh, but I ended up buying directly from the artist a different comic book which won an award. It was um, re- f- resistance fighters uh, uh, against World War Two fascism. Wow. And it was like this pretty thick, like, and it had basically a biography of all these different resistance fighters in Europe who were queer. Um, either like, you know, came out later in life or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was just queer and trans fighters and like, it was just so good. I Very haven't, cool. I haven't read through it yet, but like, I didn't know that there was enough to fill a book with yeah. that kind of history. So wow. that's the kind of
0: stuff that's at Comic-Con. That's awesome. Well, speaking of queer things, can we move into Queer Eye season four?
1: All things just keep getting better.
0: <laughs> um, okay, so also we should mention now they've had, what, two seasons per year?
1: Yeah, they'll do, like, it's, like, eight episodes each, so that's about a full, mm-hmm. like, full like network television season. Yeah, so, yeah. so
0: they've, you know, th- this new iteration of Queer Eye is, net- is really only two years old, right? But they've
1: had four but seasons. But now they've had
0: four seasons. Because
1: they'll shoot, what is it, they'll shoot everything in one go, release it two times during, release it, you know, two times during the year. Mm -hmm. And then they'll go into another round of shooting and that's what they'll do again. Yeah. So
0: So they just released their season four.
1: Yes.
0: And I have thoughts on season four.
1: Okay. Go ahead.
0: But I mean, I found season four to feel a little more formulaic. Okay. And not as emotional as the earlier three seasons. And I've heard many a theory about this, but I watched the entire season like in one sitting because again, I was sick on my couch. Um, And um, I don't know. I just didn't feel as like invested and as like, look at me bawling my eyes out each episode. Yeah. As I have in the past. I don't know. What
1: were your thoughts? Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I, this format is only, you can only innovate this format so much. Mm-hmm. And it's just a matter of the kinds of stories that you're getting. Mm-hmm. I feel like this season was on par with other stories, mm-hmm. um, with the other stories that they've been telling. Mm-hmm. So I didn't think it was anything groundbreaking or new, but I definitely thought that it was effective. Yeah, And you know, it's just, it's, again, it's just like, uh, how are you going to continue to innovate the format and keep it fresh and interesting outside of just telling different people's stories? hmm So.
0: So what are the episodes the season that stood out to you?
1: Um, oh, my gosh. Disabled, but not really.
0: Yeah. Like, that's
1: at the top of my list. Yeah. Because, I mean, first of all, like, Karamo saying, hey, why, let's have a sit down with the guy who put you in this wheelchair.
0: Yeah.
1: And that was like probably the most like shocking thing of the yeah. entire season for me because like that one that they agreed to it and that they agreed to be filmed mm-hmm. <laughs> was a whole thing. So I'm just so curious the behind the scenes, the baseball behind all of that. Mm-hmm. And then like I mean, I think like Anthony in that in that in that uh, particular episode proved how pretty he is because like you know. Um, <laughs> This, uh, this uh, one of my friends on Facebook who is a podcaster and an educator that I follow, uh, Dr. Karen Tonkson, she posted on Facebook, she said, you know, disabled but not really, Bobby creates, Bobby's team works and cre- makes an entire home. Um, accessible to this man in a wheelchair Mm -hmm. Anthony puts turmeric and tarragon on rotisserie chicken and makes a chicken salad Mm -hmm. they cannot be getting paid the same (laughs) like how how is that like it's like apples and oranges because like Bobby's whole thing is that he his his particular component of the show is probably the most important one because there's a huge reveal Mm -hmm. it's the most life changing the longest sustaining yeah because like you know you know yeah. So it's just like, I don't understand. At that point, I was just like, wow, Anthony yeah, really. Yeah, that's
0: pretty dead on. I, Anthony, I felt was very lost in this season. Mm hmm. Not as present in this season.
1: No, a little like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, you're not like, I keep calling him pretty and I keep, and I don't mean it in a nice way. I mean like, mm-hmm. oh, this... yeah, no, no, no.
0: I get that. Um, JVN, his, um, his season or his episode with his teacher, Mm -hmm. um, was pretty emotional Mm -hmm. for me. But, but, and you know, anytime you honor a teacher, I'm going to be there crying (laughs) in the corner. So, so there's that. Yeah. But, um, but again, I felt like, I felt like the season kind of blew its wad with the first two episodes. And then that was Mm -hmm. it, you know? Yeah. Cause then disabled, but not really was the second episode. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then I don't really remember much after that.
1: And then you had, um, well, I thought JVN had a great moment with um, with the woman who the owned dad the dad skater, the the dance the dance company. I w- I made it through half of the dance uh, the dad skater. I,
0: see, and the woman who owned the the step company, yeah,
1: the drill team. The- I
0: did not. Mm, I didn't like that episode. I felt like she was abrasive, and I again, I. I get that, like she had a transformative week, wonderful on her. I don't feel like it made good television. I felt like, and I felt like Anthony mm-hmm. had some snippy fucking moments with her.
1: Oh yeah, he was like, he was like, oh, you remind me of my. He mother. was like,
0: oh, I'm reacting really strongly to you right now because of what you're saying, and I was uh, like, this, yeah. it, it felt abrasive. It he, was abrasive television. He kind of
1: came for her because he was like. What did he say? That I, I literally like he, he
0: clocked his mom. Basically, he, he was like, like "Oh, that-
1: you, you remind me of my mother," and I don't have a relationship with my mother. That was it. And yeah. then I went and I, whoop, like, yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Oh God, that was uncomfortable." Yeah, it was also like, oh, you know, I, it, the optics of like a white man reading a black woman in that way. Exactly. I'm just like, you know, yeah, like I didn't like that. That's why, like, I felt when when it went to Jonathan's piece of the episode where he was like talking about her hair and mm-hmm. he was like well let me see it like mm-hmm. just let me let me see what's going on under under there that and, sounds lovely yeah and and like really trying to support her and then also good on either him or the producers or whatever but good on them for making sure that when they're trying to deal with black people's hair there is someone there who knows because yeah like when they brought in when they when he brought in that um that other uh stylist the other mm-hmm. hairdresser to come in and talk Would Work about with it. wigs Whoever. and natural
0: hair and breakage and exactly. all that.
1: Exactly. And
0: I feel like that's something that Jonathan has been very, very in tune with mm-hmm. since episode one because he's a stylist and because he's the one who is like yeah. there treating hair, you know? Exactly. Um, and he, he's so knowledgeable, yeah.
1: I I just love it because he's like, he's the, he's like, I'm not a barber. Like Mm -hmm. barbers can do things that I know have knowledge about things like this. I can probably fake a fade, but you know what? If you want the best, let's just bring in, bring in someone who knows. Yes. But yeah, that, that Antony stuff, like we learned a lot about Antony's parents, about his dad's a hoarder and his mom is gold. I was like, do we, we don't really need any of this. And I am just like,
0: Bobby Burke designed like a whole, like, you know, Handy capable, ex- like accessible
1: yeah.
0: house, a whole new bathroom, mm-hmm. knock down walls and shit. Yeah. And like gets two minutes of airtime in the yeah. episode. Like it just felt and inequitous he, to me. And
1: honestly, like having followed him on Instagram for a little bit, mm-hmm. I feel like he's okay with that just because like he's definitely, he's like, he's like super married and really in love with his partner and they, he has all of these other things going on that Mm -hmm. he doesn't need to be a part of the friend group that Mm -hmm. like on Instagram, John Bobby. uh, Bobby, Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like JVN, Anthony Tan, they're all like really close Mm -hmm. and which is great. That's Mm -hmm. great for them. But I also feel like he just has so much other stuff going on that Mm -hmm. he doesn't really, he's not playing into that maybe as much as they are Mm -hmm. and I and you get and I get that and like the other thing too I love about the difference between Instagram Bobby versus like Queer Eye Bobby Mm -hmm. is that Instagram Bobby loves to wear black Instagram Bobby is dark clothes Mm -hmm. and it's like and he even said he's like I wear I wear blacks a lot I wear a lot of dark clothes Mm -hmm. I'm this is me and like all of these bright colors are kind of like this is not my usual style but and oh, you can got yeah. that
0: Netflix dollar
1: yeah you got that Netflix dollar you're gonna wear that <laughs> yes. you're gonna wear that Moschino like yeah. purple trench you're coat you're gonna wear
0: a nice mustard yellow yeah yes. um, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> I meant to say ADA compliant uh, before yes. when I was trying to think of how he designed that home yeah. For
1: accessible for, yes. yeah
0: yeah yeah um, what was the organization called
1: um, uh, disabled but not really but not really yeah yeah, yeah.
0: Um, yes yeah, I thought he, he did a beautiful job in that episode. But everything else, like even like with like the Michelle Kwan cameo, I was like, mm-hmm. mm, why am I napping right now?
1: Oh, I, 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 after Michelle Kwan left, I left too. Yeah. I was like, just, I don't care. I don't care about that guy. Yeah. I don't, and, and that's, I mean, that's honestly what it kind of comes down to is that I just didn't care. And I
0: didn't care about the woman who like didn't like her daughters.
1: Yeah. You know, like <laughs>
0: <laughs> she was like a well, stepper you could, cool for you but you could, like you don't have a relationship with your daughters but well you could
1: it? tell that one daughter was not having it though.
0: i know i know <laughs> she was
1: like mm, we'll see exactly she, she had like she had this face on of like we'll see what happens yeah, after we'll this see you, we'll see yeah. if you do this
0: i know and i know that families are so complex mm-hmm. and i know that people who need these transformations mm-hmm. like obviously it is a very layered thing and we are seeing you know what 40, 50 minutes of it. Yeah. And, you
1: know. And we don't know, like, to be on a reality TV show and, like, you know.
0: But what I will say is, comparatively to other seasons, I didn't have episodes like that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean when I was like, huh, are we now, like, trying too hard? Well, or is uh, yeah. there something that's Sophomore missing? slump.
1: There's a sophomore slump, you know. With- I think
0: so. But the thing with Queer Eye, though, was that the sophomore Season that they had was like better than the first, and then the third season they had like groundbreaking with like they had the first lesbian and the trans episode and, and the like, sisters and the and sisters and like those episodes were so emotional, and I did not feel that in season four. Yeah.
1: Um, I still, I still very much would love you to nominate me for uh for Queer Eye. Okay. okay? Um, I very much would love that, just because I feel like i I could use a I could use a very Kar- a Karamo come to Jesus talk.
0: I am now officially going to do that for you, but also because I want to hang out with Jonathan yes, and Vanessa. Like, yes, that too. And like hold hands with them and and prance through san diego
1: i, I want to be able to tell the story to tan's face about how my mom like you know came into my room with a french tuck and my mom did a french tuck It's <laughs> like look like tan and i was like i yes. love it i was i was talking to joshua over the weekend i was like you know i'm not entirely sure if my parents will be completely okay when i bring home a boy uh that's gonna be my forever husband <laughs> but you know what they're on their way. My dad loves Rachel Maddow and my mom loves Queer Eyes, so we're there fine. There it is.
0: <laughs> I mean, there's your, your window. Uh, the Open la- that door.
1: The last thing I'm going to ask and I'm, I'm curious is how, how did you feel about the, um, the Chica next woman? The, the woman with the, the Long Island hair and the...
0: the... I felt that that episode was muddled.
1: Tell me more because I, I have, I I have f- thoughts as well.
0: I don't know. I feel like, and that was the last episode of the season, too, I think.
1: There were there were two more.
0: Was it? I felt yeah. like that was towards
1: the end. There was the guy, the military guy with the tiny houses, and then the farmer. See, we don't even know. I don't remember. They all anyway, kind of muddled to I
0: know, so it felt muddled to me. Um, I...
1: The reason why I ask is I because, know. like, the reason why I ask is because I feel like she represents a very American experience. Mm-hmm. Like, she represents, like, someone who whose immigrant, quote-unquote, immigrant parents mm-hmm. came and decided that the way for them to have a better life was to know nothing, to, like, not be given the gift of language, to not, you know, to be... To be to fit in as much as possible, and that's a to
0: lot of American story, yeah. exactly.
1: Which is something that, like you know, we hear a lot about. Like we hear a lot about people as, like you know, getting assaulted for speaking Spanish, uh, even though they're native-born, you know, mm-hmm. natural-born American citizens. But we, what we, I feel like, what kind of also gets glossed over is this huge chunk of the story where it's like. No, these, my parents knew that people were going to yell at us. Yeah. And so they didn't give us culture, but there's also something lost there. Yeah. And I feel like, I've said this before, like Western society, Western culture is all about like dominating and controlling things. So it's like you either are, you're not Mexican enough or you're not American enough. And like, here she is in this perfect middle. Mm -hmm.
0: And in the Midwest.
1: In the Midwest. So that was,
0: that was the striking thing to me was that like, trying to imagine that conversation happening in the Midwest, because we are, we, I mean, you and I, living here in a border city,
1: mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And uh-huh. because we are immersed in Chicanx culture mm-hmm. and so much Chicano history here, like, there is, like, we hear all of those stories about the kids who grew up speaking two languages, kids who grew up only speaking English. Um, we hear all of those... like. Uh, Americanized stories and uh, people like, you know, finding their roots and their culture and all of that. We hear that here. I can't imagine that kind of like taking the stories that we know here and putting them in the Midwest. That felt weird to me. Obviously, I know mm-hmm. that it happens. Yeah. Um, and so I thought that, like, you know, the stories that she's encountered with racism and stuff in the Midwest was like a an aha moment. Uh-huh. Like, of, of course. She's gonna encounter mm-hmm. that where she is, um, and yet it's I hard. Don't know. It's hard because it feels feel like very.
1: It feels very of our landscape,
0: uh-huh. like
1: our particular, our specific landscape of being Southern Californians uh-huh. who live there in La Frontera, right? So, uh-huh. like our that's like our landscape, and but I, I can I see what you're saying because I was like this feels very. I feel like this was speaking to me on a very personal level. It was.
0: And then she was like, you know, a community organizer too. So mm-hmm. she was organizing a whole like Latin pride festival and all of that. And that's wonderful. Yeah. And then like the Fab Five come in and give her like a business.
1: Yeah. They gave like, her an office just space. They gave
0: her like a whole storefront office space. Like that was gifted to her by the city. And yeah. Um, I don't know. I both love that, and I also kind of take issue with that too. As like a business owner, like I know how hard that is to like mm-hmm. have to build everything from the ground up, and to yeah. you know. And she did that for so many years yeah. before she was gifted the storefront. Yeah. A lot of layers to that.
1: Yeah. The one thing I, uh, the final thought I'll end on yeah. is that the where it hit home for me and where it kind of. It was a very, it was a very quick thing I felt in the episode, how she talked about it, but like she has never in the years that she had been doing that, uh, that Latin arts festival, she had never spoken at her, at her own event. Oh
0: yeah. And I I, felt like
1: that was, she was like, you know, I, I, I don't think it was explicitly said, but it's like, she doesn't speak Spanish. So Mm it's like, why are you going to have, she didn't want to be the founder of a Latin organization, not know her, her heritage and her language. Uh And and she's like, other people have spoken for me. I need to speak for myself, but I felt like I haven't been able to because of these fears. And as someone who like also does not speak fluently, their native hair, their native cultural language, like I got like yeah. that hit me so hard. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like that particular moment. So I felt
0: like she and Karamo were tight on that episode. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Karamo had a lot of.
1: Yeah. Karamo um, made her go to her neighbors. I was like that piece. Yeah.
0: Really struck me. Yeah. The the courage that it takes to go and talk to your neighbors, especially when your neighbor is other than you, different yeah. than you. That, I mean, when was you such feel a like, beautiful yeah. metaphor for like mm-hmm. what's happening right now in our country is like just reaching out to your neighbors and not being scared of what's different from you. Yeah. Like that was a really beautiful, yeah. beautiful metaphor. Here
1: I am so. in front of you. Exactly. Like just because and, like, I have, let me
0: welcome you into my home and exactly. you shunning me. Like, yeah. Exactly. And then come and celebrate my culture with me too. And we'll learn together. So yeah. Wonderful. You know, I mean, here's the thing. Was this the best season of queer eye? No,
1: I mean to date, no.
0: To date, absolutely not. Am I gonna watch them forever and always?
1: Absolutely, absolutely yes. yes. It did make me think about what. When do you think they might change the five?
0: Do I want to hang out in French braid? Jonathan Vanessa's hair. Yes, absolutely, I do. Do I kind of want a French kiss tan? Yes, I do.
1: Tan. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Ooh. I, I still feel like I'm still I would hang out. I feel like uh, I'm still an Anthony.
0: Well I know you are. Well
1: I mean if I had to do a
0: thirsty trick. But <laughs> I feel like Jonathan Van Ness and I would hold hands and braid hair together.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Tan and I would hold hands and kiss a little.
1: Just make just you know, casual making just out. Just
0: a little. It's yeah. fine. You know.
1: You and Karama would do like a step together. <laughs> And then yes. Bobby and Anthony sure. in the corner.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah. And we'll pay Anthony what he's worth.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. So, moving on. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, we're going to talk a little bit yes. about Orange is the New Black.
1: Yes, let's do that first.
0: Okay. Have you watched any of the series? Are you an Orange is uh, the New Black Seasons man?
1: one, two. Oh, well, no. Let me let me rephrase that. When the uh, w- when one of the last episodes was with the nun in the nun in the hospital, that's when I stopped. Oh, that's Josephine. A long time ago. I I, I I stopped caring. I hate I hate Piper as a character, and I just couldn't watch it. Mm, I didn't I, I didn't like Piper. I was like, you know what? Yeah. I know I'm. I was like, I, I mean, I feel like that's part of the nuance give you of the that show
0: because. Yes, I'm going to give you that.
1: Part of the nuance of the show, but like for me,
0: it's every other character on that show that is not Piper. That's why I watch. Uh,
1: well, and I feel like I'm I'm I, now that it's we've approached the final season, I feel like I can go, I have permission to go back and revisit. 100%.
0: Um,
1: I cuz I preferred the stories outside of Piper. Mm-hmm. So, like the season with um uh whatever her name was and Tasty. Um, you know, the the old her like adopted mother, drug lord, <laughs> woman, uh, who was um, in in, she had like big hair. I forgot what her name was, but she's like my tasty girl, you know.
0: Oh, you know what I'm talking about. I know who you're talking about. Yes. Mm-hmm. So
1: I feel like that's the last season that I watched. So okay, with this, I and I loved all of the other stuff around it, all of the stories of how they got to prison, uh-huh. because that's just so. A lot of it was really striking, but it's like it made me realize, like, wow, they're really. There really isn't much separating some people from prison and mm-hmm. just one false step or not even false step. One bad but choice. One yeah. bad choice mm-hmm. or someone has it out for them, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Uh-huh. But like with Piper, it's just like, girl, you is white, you is privileged. Yeah. You just... And she also
0: smuggled drugs
1: and there you yeah, go. Yeah, exactly.
0: So, I mean, even the whitest of white folks can smuggle some drugs and go away. And end up at Litchfield. Yeah. So, um, this season, also plug, we should mention that our good friend-
1: Yes.
0: Christine Cartel, who's the wife of Nick Cartel, who we interviewed- Yes. Uh, is on episode six of season seven of Orange is the New Black. And so, um, I just saw that episode the other day. So, hey, girl, I see you. Girl, um, yes. Uh, so- I've started watching the season. I'm not finished with it, but here is what I will say. Um, You're right. I don't care about Piper. I care about everyone else on that show. And I said it last year, Danielle Brooks, and we'll get into this when we talk about Emmy nominations. Danielle Brooks is next level. Mm, mm -hmm. And... I have seen her on stage. I have seen her perform musically. I've seen her in Orange is the New Black. She recently did Shakespeare in the Park in New York, which is going to be recorded for PBS. Her range as an actress is bananas. Her last season, which should have been Emmy nominated this season, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. was so fucking powerful And I said it then, I said, she will be nominated for this, and she was not. And I was pissed because the Emmy nominations just came out, and Laverne Cox was nominated as a guest actor on the season because Laverne Cox was really um, not a...
1: Um, she wasn't a regular she, character. Yeah,
0: she's not a regular anymore. She's not a season regular anymore. Um, and we haven't, I haven't seen her yet in this season. Um, and she's wonderful, but she did not do what Danielle Brooks did last season. And mm. Danielle Brooks did not get nominated. Mm. So, I mean, there. But, and anyway. Will this
1: season be eligible for next Emmys? Yes. Okay, well, let's hope.
0: I mean let's hope but I just I can't say I'm like such a big big fan of hers and you know rightfully so because she got the goods yeah to, you know she tells such great stories mm-hmm. um, so she's so 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 strong I'm loving her this season as well um, I am not really certain with how the rest of the season's gonna go because <laughs> I'm not done yet but I'm I'm here for it I just think it's such strong to television it's really really good programming Mm, good okay so I will suggest that when season seven now that season seven is out Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I say the next time you're home with a cold (laughs) just go in you just dive in Mm mm-hmm Go it's big. Also,
1: it's a lot of muff diving, and I'm not there for it. There's but. that.
0: <laughs> but also, this season speaks a lot to ICE and detention centers and okay. immigration, and okay. it's so topical. Like, it's so, okay. so topical. So, so, there it is. Okay. Okay. Shall we move into our next of the Netflix programming, <laughs> which is the nerd art that Josephine... Roped me into... We're going to talk about... Let me have it, all right? Blown away. We're going to do a point... And what?
1: We're going to do a point counterpoint, all right? All right, listen... Start with your counterpoint because... No,
0: you go. I want you to talk. You go, you go.
1: As someone who loves reality first competition. First talk about
0: what blown away okay, is.
1: So blown first. away is this like very unnecessary but very <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: exactly it. It's so unnecessary. It's very unnecessary. No one asked for this Netflix. No one needed it
1: yeah we it's like you you made this like what kind of made me (laughs) mad was you made this you made a season of tv about this but we lost one day at a time that'll be the that'll be the barometer for everything like we made this but we couldn't have you know we couldn't have uh lydia and penelope one Uh, more season
0: that's my noise about that (laughs) Uh, so okay talk about blown away what is it again
1: so I'm like, okay, what is this? Why is it being Why is it being uh, recommended to me? What does the algorithm think I might find beautiful? In about lieu
0: this? of another season of Dancing with the Stars,
1: <laughs> you might like you this might bullshit. Like
0: blown away.
1: So, Blown Away is this uh, is this unnecessary television show wherein um, the these. Uh, Glass blowers, glass blowing artists, glass artists, glass artists, um, get together into the largest hot shop in North America and basically are given challenges and then a time limit to create artwork around those challenges, testing their skills in glass blowing and artistry.
0: And they have equipped and their station there. They provide all of the things for yes. them. They have they punties. Have, they have punties. They have glory holes. They have glory holes. And the glory, <laughs> every time they were like, I'm bringing it to the hole. I was like, yeah, you are. Can
1: What's you flash that on? in the hole? Can we flash that flash in the hole? Flash it in
0: the hole. I'm bringing it to the hole. I was blow like, it, Blow it.
1: Blow it. Also, it's a bunch of people telling other younger people to blow on to things. blow it. Blow on this. Blow it. Blow on Turn it. it.
0: Turn it. Turn it. Hold it, soft hands. Bring soft it to hands. the hold.
1: Not, not, not. <laughs> that was base. That's basically it.
0: That's the whole show. We just did the whole thing for you. There it you go. is.
1: Um, I think it's a Netflix. <laughs> uh, it's a Netflix original, but it's like originally had a life in Canada.
0: Did as, it? Because okay. it had
1: like commercial breaks, so I think it was like a Canadian show yeah, that yeah, they yeah, acquired I that. Okay. for America. Uh huh. And basically, they were yeah. Like, Does
0: America need this? <laughs>
1: um, they might. Hey,
0: why not? Let's <laughs> w- try.
1: So yeah, so I learned a lot about the art of glass blowing. And all of it. And, I, t- I mean, uh, Wendy, you know why I watched. You know why I watched. Because there's a fucking scruffy otter with the beard who, mm-hmm. the professor, yes, you mm-hmm. know. who. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, like, that's why I watched. It yeah. was a pretty man. There was a pretty man blowing on things in a glory hole. Like,
0: <laughs> So, some of the challenges were, like, glass, <laughs> they had to do, what, like a goblet? They
1: had to make a cup. That would, f- the, a, a functional cup.
0: They had to do a cup and then a decanter. A decanter yes. And then they did like a pop art challenge. They did. They had did to a do a lighting They challenge. did had to do a
1: functional lighting fixture uh-huh. challenge. Um, they had to do, oh, the one I liked was they had to, um, they had to interpret uh, plants or nature.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, then they had to do like a modern invention one, like a robot.
1: I was a robot. A challenge. Robot
0: challenge. Yeah. So the challenges were interesting, but like the way glass artisans interpret these challenges, like <laughs> they're just all like weird nerds, and like they're like, super listen, weird. I love a good nerd. <laughs> like I'm a fan, but like. I looked at all of them and I was like, would I hang out with any of you? <laughs> you
1: wouldn't? No, I would not. You would not? You would not with that crazy woman with the hair, like no. the and the glasses. You wouldn't? Hell no! <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was like so annoyed by her, but I was also rooting for her.
1: I know because she was she had a very clear storyline. Weirdest
0: fucking woman ever, and I'm like cool for you for like owning it, but I would never want to share space with you.
1: Oh yeah, her name was also Deborah, which is like I think it's the whitest woman.
0: Deborah, name.
1: Deb, Deborah. There's
0: no name more elegant <laughs> than Deborah. <laughs> And she was We're I, offending all the zebras out there. I think she's Sorry, also friends. Um, change your names.
1: She's similarly Semitic from New York, so I feel like sure. <laughs> I
0: all, was rooting all zebras are from the tri state area, so
1: I was rooting for um handsome beard, uh handsome beard guy. Because I really liked him, but mm-hmm. then once he was knocked out, which is spoiler alert, it's spoiler, spoiler alert, if you're gonna watch blowing it. Spoiler yeah. alert, blown away. When he got when he got knocked out, I was rooting for Yanush. <laughs> Yanush, yeah, because Yanush was like he has been doing man. this for 30 years. I know. He came out of the womb blowing glass in a glory hole. Bring it to the hole. Bring- <laughs>
0: bring it to the hole
1: so uh so yeah so it was just like and there was a woman who they got like what was she from she was like cal state dominguez hills or something (laughs) they're like all of
0: the glass mentors (laughs) are considered like like experts in their field and these like amazing artisans but like we don't know them from adam exactly they could have pulled that woman from the local Starbucks. I wouldn't know. And I'm being so disrespectful to her craft and I shouldn't be. Like, it was like all of these people are complete unknowns, you know? Mm-hmm. And then the prize was, what was the prize? It was Their like
1: prize a- was um, they would have an artist residency at the Corning... The Corning Museum of Glass, and like if you think it's like why does Corning because Corning where Corning where yeah. which is glass, um, mm-hmm. so you would have an artist residency. Was there, there a
0: monetary prize? There was as well? like a
1: hundred thousand dollars or something right. like that. I mean, like it was like enough to the the one guy was very honest. He's like a hundred thousand dollars is life changing because yeah. like I've had to like you know
0: yeah
1: I mean I have to blow other things yeah <laughs> against me <laughs> well and but, then
0: the, the the kind of like high stakes devastating thing about watching every episode is how often their <laughs> sculptures break. Like someone will be like, I've made the perfect decanter. And then you hear like, and like the tingling of glass, like shattering across the, floor. the
1: literal shattering of dreams,
0: shattering of dreams,
1: 30 minutes left to shattering someone has of dreams. spent
0: The last four hours making this perfect bulb. <laughs> It shatters and then they have twenty minutes to make another one. That wasn't fun do. for you. Like, <laughs> no, that was kind of like the high. I was like, okay, now I care.
1: <laughs> now it's like, what are you going to now do? Now I care
0: because you're breaking shit. Okay, now fix it. Like that was the kind of the exciting thing for me. The
1: the best part of it was just like what was just made. What tickled me pink is that anytime glass would break or whatever. I ev-
0: first of all. <laughs> I always want you to use the phrase, it tickled me
1: pink. <laughs> it tickled me pink. Um, <laughs> that just sounds bad because it's like, it tickled me the color pink, or I'm saying that it tickled me like pink area. I mean, <laughs>
0: what tickled me pink was yeah, the following. It tickled me pink. I keep it. Love it. Keep
1: it. So go. what just amused me to no end was like, no, no, It, it, tickled it you what pink. tickled me pink. <laughs> <laughs> um that's the title of this episode. There tickled me pink. Tickled um, me pink. What 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 tickled me
0: pink? <laughs> I can't. Even <laughs> <answer>. uh, <laughs> we're stuck on it now. Let's move through it. And <laughs> what was it?
1: So, so anytime like glass would break or they would talk about there was all these like just like these grand aphorisms about glass, and it's mm-hmm. like, well, that's the that's what happened. Glass is a cruel mistress. Yes, it's always like and you never know what glass is gonna not do. Not a
0: single, like, not a one of them was like, "Fuck me," <laughs> when it broke. Never. They were just like, "Well, gotta remake
1: that." It's like and because then,
0: like, they're the most fifteen minutes left, <laughs> boring people in the world. That's why because they were like, "Oh, all of my dreams are shattered." <laughs> gotta make a new one
1: okay except for Deb she was like yelling at people she was basically cursing no, their children but she wasn't
0: yelling at her glass
1: she was yelling at she her assistants she was yelling at
0: people wanna know why cause her name is Debra yeah that's why she's yelling <laughs> at assistants her name is Deborah, <laughs> and that's what she was born to do to yell at assistants he was like don't run don't run and everyone else was like "Uh, stop yelling at me i don't appreciate working like this because they're boring (laughs) and they don't know how to deal with people who are assertive like that
1: and then one of my favorite storytelling things in a reality competition show is when you're watching something unfold that to us means nothing but they have to explain why this is a very dramatic thing so like when they they have the they have these boxes called the annealer and what the annealers do is they actually cool glass slowly so that way they don't break because Mm -hmm. if glass cools too quickly it'll shatter so, so people
0: bring their finished products they like to are, the annealer. Yes, they're
1: running with their assistants who are wear, who look like Darth Vader. They're wearing yep. these masks that are carrying these molten like hot pieces of glass into the annealer to put it in the box and then it begins the cooling process. Uh-huh. So my favorite storytelling thing in this reality show was when someone was standing with the annealer open for too long uh-huh. and they had to explain that if you stand with the annealer too long, it might shatter everyone's Everyone
0: else's shit and I was like, "Do it." <laughs> do it, do it. I so wanted to see all of them go off on this chick. I was like, I want them all to rebel against the girl who broke all of their pieces. And that did not happen. Did not,
1: Cause they closed the box in time
0: because everything is boring and glass making.
1: <laughs> what was something that you actually thought, wow, that's beautiful and interesting.
0: Um, Give me your three.
1: Give me three. I'm asking a lot from okay. you. Give me three. Okay.
0: The, the, Glass and decanter episode. Okay. Yanush.
1: Yanush uh, is the Venetian. Yes, yes, like the
0: technique he used there was really cool. Also, apparently,
1: Venice is a really big deal for glassmakers. Venice is
0: a huge deal. I have Venetian glass on my bookcase right there. Oh, give you a second? okay. Um, and it's. Yeah, so I appreciated that one. Um, I. Appreciate who was the other chick in the competition?
1: The 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 Japanese chick. Yes. Or, okay.
0: She did some ugly fucking <laughs> shit with <laughs> polka dots. Yes, she did. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck that's supposed to be, but it is so ugly that I was here for it. <laughs> it was fugly. Oh man. It was bad, bad, ugly. Um. And then, ooh, there was another like. Who was the, the dude who wore his, like, his aviators the whole time? The long hair? Oh. He did some really cool, like, like the one that had, like, a cloche on it. Oh, the that's thing my the bearded...
1: Plant. My bearded man That was your
0: bearded man. The yes,
1: he had. Everyone had like special glasses, and he was just wearing these like aviators. He was just
0: like these are just. He's like, I'm know, cool. My Ray Bans. Whenever yeah, we're I was good. like, take your
1: shirt off. It's fine. <laughs> it's hot in there. It's hot in there.
0: Um. So that's the other thing that made me really uncomfortable to watch this. It's <laughs> a bunch like, of people sweating. <laughs> yes, you're watching a show. Of, we're spending so much time talking about this, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is turning to be my favorite part of this conversation. Is this
0: this might be our new glitter support show, <laughs> but.
1: If the, if this is if this gets a second season, god you sure
0: fucking should know. help us if this gets a second season. <laughs> Jesus.
1: We're going to get invited to be judges.
0: <laughs> only if I'm high. Oh my god. Ridiculous. Um What was I saying? You
1: were saying only if you, only <laughs> if you were high would you be a judge unblown away.
0: Oh, the thing that made me so uncomfortable about watching the show was like how incredibly hot it is in that <laughs> workspace and watching everybody just drenched in sweat yeah. and imagining how awful it must smell in there. Yes. Because not only are you dealing with everyone's fucking nasty B.O., but you're also dealing with like cooked glass <laughs> and like clouds of smoke. Cause sand is at a melting point, And then like, <laughs> the glory hole is like burning stones and like what the fuck like it was just everything is sweaty and hot and i was like oh like it made yeah. me
1: uncomfortable to laugh. that one girl was like yeah that's it's that's at a that's at a temperature where like you know if you get burned that's like nerve damage <laughs> and like like it's nothing why is that
0: a field you want to go into <laughs> hey. my oh, favorite,
1: piece yeah, was, was favorite piece was one of my favorite pieces was deb uh her um her womb she it was oh, like uh-huh. the robot that was basically her men. In, her interpretation of her womb like womb for men her, it was womb for men her all
0: of her stuff was very conceptual <laughs> and like i appreciated that like her nerd mom came out and she was like talking about her work in such a like nerdy <laughs> lesbianic way <laughs> and My very like from from a very like grounded earth centered feminist place exactly. and i was like all right deb let's bring it back to jersey comments <laughs> out
1: um that was um it was also Yanusha's decanter i thought it was beautiful uh-huh. and then i also thought um very early on the young black gentleman who did the the, hand? the hand, Yes. that was gorgeous cool, really cool um yeah but it was great I mean like and then have like you know a professor from Cal State Dominguez Hills basically <laughs> tell that one guy it's was like yeah you look like you bought you made this is from an airport and everyone was yeah. like oh, oh oh
0: what oh like the greatest <laughs> insult to a glass artisan
1: it's from an airport and did
0: you buy this in a gift shop <laughs> This crappy whale dolphin that you just made in twenty minutes because your really good one broke. Yeah,
1: exactly. The really good one okay, broke. Okay, good.
0: I'm like, what does a really good whale dolphin piece whatever look what was it? It was a whale, right? It
1: was a it was an orca. It was a killer it whale. It was
0: an orca. <laughs> he made a glass fucking orca. <laughs> Joe.
1: You know what we need that shake of head. <laughs> shake of head eyebrow raise. <laughs> Oh, <sighs> Oh, it tickled me pink <laughs> it, tickled, it tickled me pink oh. I have to say that was I was just like why am I watching this show I'm like like getting through it at work I'm just like man I, I'm glad my <laughs> lunch is an hour if my lunch is an hour I can get through three of these right now
0: because <laughs> they're short episodes they're like yeah, 20 minute like bitches just
1: 20 minutes yeah, they just like, like boom you boom, know, boom boom
0: boom boom yeah
1: five hours of work and you know just yeah. like they, they, these like poor assistants at a glass making exactly. college there was a college for glassmaking. There's a
0: college for everything. There really is. <laughs> it's just that these glass students at this glass college got the opportunity. <laughs> they got the opportunity to come on a television show about it.
1: <laughs> to basically be told by Deb Blow blow softer
0: bring it to the hole <laughs> <laughs> and there it is we're gonna bring it to the hole y'all
1: you know what Your, that last comment tickled me pink
0: <laughs> <laughs> there we are oh okay I need us to move forward now with life
1: we're done with blown away
0: <laughs> we move just I mean no oh. <laughs> so much It's so much. Okay. (laughs) Josephine is about to wet himself.
1: I'm going to go home and watch it again. Be Uh like, (laughs) take it to the hole.
0: There it is. Um, We need to move into the Pride
1: Lands. Oh.
0: Nah. Yep. I'm taking it there. We're going all the way to the Lion King. Mm -hmm. To the Beyonce Lion King. Yes. To the John Favreau hired Beyonce Lion King.
1: (laughs) I love it. To the Beyonce Lion King.
0: I mean, really. Beyonce was what was missing from the original Lion King. And there we have it. Really. There it is. Um, There were a lot of, uh, there was a lot of like argument, not argument, but people were like, you know, live action Lion King. It's still like fucking animated animals. Right. Because the fuck like, um, and there was a touch of that, except that like, a few minutes into it, you like kind of forgot that that there was CGI involved and that these animals were mm-hmm. you know because shot for shot, like it was done really really beautifully. Mm. Did you you did not see it?
1: I did not see it. Are you going to? I don't know. I don't. It depends on how you tell me because I am such a fan of the original Lion King. Mm-hmm. It is such a touchstone of my childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just in the same way I didn't watch Aladdin. Because yeah. I love, I don't want it to besmirch the memory of Robin Williams. And
0: Aladdin is going to be problematic though. I feel like there's a lot of problem, culturally problematic things going on with the live action Aladdin.
1: Fair. That is fair. Yeah.
0: Lion King
1: mm-hmm.
0: had Beyonce. <laughs> but more than that, I'm going to tell you emphatically to go see it.
1: Okay. Okay. With a
0: pointed finger.
1: Oh, pointed because finger! Because it'll
0: tickle you pink. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it won't. But it was really beautifully done, and the changes that they made were very few, but also really um, strong choices.
1: Are there sing Is there singing?
0: There is singing. Yes, okay. and um, and Billy Eichner
1: is great. I hear
0: is wonderful. As Timon? Wonderful as Timon. So, so, so great. John Oliver as Zazu.
1: Oh, I heard he's fantastic, yeah.
0: Wonderful. Like, really, really, really wonderful. Um, I think, like, all of the voice work in that was just really, really well done. Okay. And, um, you know, as you know, we don't see the adult Nala until, like, the second half of the movie. Yeah. And in the cartoon, the original, Mm -hmm. you know... That's a limited character. They expanded it a little bit. Yeah. You know, so we get a little bit more of Beyonce. Mm.
1: Does she say, feel okay, Lions, now let's get information?
0: Um, I don't want to ruin it for you.
1: Oh, oh.
0: There is an okay, you've, Lions kind of moment. Oh, you peaked there
1: my interest. is. You know,
0: there's a little more of like a, again, like I don't want to spoil things, but um, I will say, go see it. Okay. Because I feel like there's some like empowered moments. Do we get be prepared? Yes.
1: Ooh. Okay.
0: You get a be prepared. You get a circle of life. You get a Hakuna Matata. Mm -hmm. You get all that nonsense. You get the lion sleeps tonight. You get all of it. Awesome. Okay. Your whole life. Okay. Okay. Yeah. There were several moments where I was like, "Why am? What is the wetness in my eyes about? What's (laughs) happening right now?" And I'm like, "Why am I feeling tense about this? I know what happens. I know what the situation, but it it felt like emotional to me on a very different level than the cartoon does. But I'm not much of a cartoony kind of person. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and this felt like really authentic and and lovely and important. So. It was good. I'm here for it. I'm going to suggest that you go see it.
1: Okay. Okay. That's fair. That's fair for me. So there. All right.
0: There you have it. Okay. Um, there are a few other movies that came out <laughs> this month. <laughs> what were they? That um, we don't really need to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came out, Quentin Tarantino's newest film, The Farewell.
1: With Aquafina, with
0: Aquafina, that I do want to see. I just mm-hmm. did not get a chance to see.
1: Who, who? By the way, Aquafina was just announced that she's going to be in um on the in a Marvel movie with um, another um, Asian Canadian actor. Um, awesome. So, so he she's going to be in a Marvel comics universe movie. Like she's
0: also going to be in the live action Little Mermaid. Yes, as Scuttle. The Seagull.
1: Oh, that's going to be interesting. Which is fucking
0: brilliant <laughs> casting, right? Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know.
1: That's going to be great. we all
0: pissed off about a black mermaid. And we're like, like, whatever. Let's just have I'm an Asian seagull. It. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So that was another big announcement this month, too.
1: Mm.
0: Black huh. Little Mermaid.
1: Black Little here Mermaid. Here for it. Here for it. Here for it. Here
0: for it. Okay. Do you want to talk about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? The
1: uh. Farewell. Uh, once upon a time in Hollywood, um, Quentin Tarantino, Leonardo DiCaprio, and Brad Pitt uh, mm-hmm. star in it. Um, it's kind of about, uh, it's kind of also about Helter Skelter mm-hmm. and Charles Manson, and uh, Margot Robbie plays Sharon Tate, and it's just like, can we just let the woman rest? Can we let her rest? <laughs> can we just let her rest? May like she, rest. Sh- she had a ter- she had a terrible way to go.
0: You know how I feel about that movie. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to see it on a plane.
1: Yeah. Oh. Mm. Mm.
0: Title of my book, friends. I mm-hmm. saw it on a plane. Yeah. Um, my sister saw this movie. She and my aunt went to go see it. And about with 10, 15 minutes left to go in the film the fire alarms went off and everyone had to leave the movie theater so they don't know how the movie ended. Oh, no. And then my aunt went online to find out like how it ended and like read some reviews and stuff. And apparently, like the whole shebang crux of the movie happens in the last 10 minutes. Oh, no. That is some bullshit. It's also probably the universe long. saying you that's the universe telling you not to go and see that shit to wait for it on a plane.
1: Yeah. There you I, it's also probably long. It's Tarantino's. So it's probably like yeah. two and a half hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three hours, yeah. Yeah. Because like Inglourious Bastards, I loved, mm-hmm. um, you know, Django great but like I'm not excited about this film as I was excited to see those Mm -hmm. and I'm not like a I'm not like a diehard Tarantino fan like some other people are Mm -hmm. I think he's a little I think he's a complex complicated individual Mm -hmm. and how we're navigating in this current moment of me too and all of that but I mean you know I'm so I'm hesitant but
0: yeah I don't know enough about him to speak on him like I'm not I'm not a huge super fan. I've seen a few of his films Mm -hmm. like peppered throughout. Um, But there it is. I think the big conversation around it is like Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. And Mm -hmm. like people are excited about that. People are like remembering that they liked Brad Pitt once upon a time, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, So, you know, I'll see it on a plane, whatever. Um, The farewell. I will see.
1: Farewell. I will also see as well. For
0: sure. Um and then I saw yesterday.
1: Uh yeah. The Danny
0: Boyle, is that right? I
1: guess it yes, I guess it is yeah. Danny Boyle. There's yes. something
0: very sweet and lovely about yesterday the premise being that like this kid, the struggling musician, you know, experiences a bike accident when like the world has a electrical surge, kind of blackout, and when the world comes back to nobody knows who the Beatles are except this kid, you know? So he like cops the entire music catalog and becomes kind of a huge star it and yeah. becomes this overnight sensation as like the greatest songwriter there ever was. Um, and so like the premise of it is kind of lovely and he's so talented. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there were some, you know, I was a lot of like, okay, so how does this resolve? You know? And yeah. so it, it does and it's sweet and it's a sweet thing. Summer movie. I would be curious to hear your thoughts on it. I've heard other people like rave about it.
1: Oh, really? And I did
0: not rave about it.
1: I feel like maybe that movie will be a double feature I do at an independent theater because there's like Mm -hmm. there's also like a like young Indian Brit- British Indian like movie coming out again with but with the music of Bruce Springsteen, Bruce Springsteen, and I was uh, blinded that by too. the light. Yeah. So I feel like maybe I'll do that as a double feature. Okay, I'm here for it uh, because I'm not entirely. I mean, I like. Um, this is a very controversial statement. No. I am not a huge fan of the Beatles. Uh-huh. I like a sp- I like specific songs by uh-huh. them, but I'm not like, oh my God, the Beatles live and die. I'm like, no.
0: I feel like many people would agree with you on that statement. I yeah. feel like unless you've, you might be someone who's like grown up in a musician's household, you'd have this great reference yeah. for the Beatles. Um, you know.
1: Yeah. my My know. parents love Motown, so...
0: My parents love all of it. My mom's yeah. a huge, huge Beatles fan. I'm not.
1: You yeah, know. I'm not. I'm not. But no, yeah. well,
0: um, but I appreciate them for you know their for place their contributions. In our canon, of course, of course, of course. Um, okay, we have some movie trailers that have come out this month mm-hmm. that are pretty epic, and I want to talk about Harriet first. Yes. Um, so Harriet starring Cynthia Revo is the story of Harriet Tubman. Uh, and that is coming out. When is that coming out?
1: Oh, um, vamp. I'll find out. Right vamp.
0: Now. I'm gonna vamp. I'm going to vamp. I'm going to vamp. Uh, Cynthia Revo is bananas. Amazing. She won the Tony for the color purple and she won a Grammy for the same, um, cast album. I actually saw her live at with the, performing with the San Diego Symphony, um, a couple weeks ago, and she's just she has this voice that like kills you dead. Mm-hmm. She's so subtle and so powerful, and she's just everything. When does the movie come?
1: November first, wide release.
0: Okay, thank you. So, November first, the story of Harriet Tubman, right in time for like. You know, the nominations and for Oscar season Uh, for the season. Um, that's like usually like golden globe announcements and things like that start coming out around then. Um,
1: It is going to premiere at the Toronto international film festival in September, but it will not be available for wide release. She's
0: already slated to win like every award for this movie. It's going to be pretty phenomenal. So the trailer for that looks insane. We just watched it before we started recording. What do you think?
1: Um, I'm ready for it. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of big names in that film too. A lot of big names. Um, I do love that we're getting Janelle Monae as another supportive a uh, supportive matronly figure uh-huh. in um, in a film about, you know, h- historical, like, famous black Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, Leslie Odom Jr. Is Leslie in it. Odom Jr. is in it. Uh, yeah. So, I'm very curious to see how it's going to be. Yeah. Um,
0: it's going to be a big movie this season, this award season, for sure. Um, and then coming out this holiday season... <laughs> Another trailer that, that tickled was, me pink. It did not tickle me pink. Was it it scared the shit out of me, really. But was the cats trailer? <laughs> now, when this landed, <laughs> <laughs> everyone had so much to say about it. Some people were like, Oh my god, it looks amazing! I can't wait. And the majority of theater people were like, The fuck? <laughs> The fuck was that shit it looks real creepy what are your thoughts
1: um it's nightmare it's like nightmare fuel it's uncanny valley nightmare like why did, what was wrong what's wrong with the way that we've been doing it just well, because we have motion capture again, technology like
0: american idol i say to you who asked for this <laughs> who asked for cats the motion picture um, we get Jennifer Hudson as Grisabella. Oh,
1: you mean Effie the musical? That's what I'm gonna <laughs> say.
0: I'm like she basically sings, and I am not, and I am telling you memories. <laughs> yes. Like all over again, except with fur on her face this time.
1: Y'all gonna pet me? Like so that's what weird. you're getting. Yeah. I was I I would love to have seen. Um, uh Dame Judi Dench do Grisabella really, or even yeah. Leona Lewis? Leona mm-hmm. Lewis was fine on Broadway. Well, the Dame is
0: in it. Mm. I oh, mean well, she I, but gets she's her not. Moment. Yeah, she's in it though.
1: Taylor Swift is in it as like the saucy cat, and like
0: <laughs> um, we have to talk James about like Corden. the way this looks though. I was really horrified. By their weird tail, like, slinky penises that look like they're coming out of their butts. (laughs) Like, their tails looked really phallic to me and strange. And...
1: They're also super long like there's no reason Very. and, and I, I also don't think that one big criticism I saw, heard of this is that you know all of like how the cats look themselves it's like they're not the correct size. Mm-hmm. they look smaller like no whoever wrote this is like not doing proportional like what an actual cat would look like
0: Well and then also it doesn't like the the design of it was not in a junkyard it's like mm-hmm. all of a sudden there's like a milk bar and there's this and yeah. that. And
1: all over Paris all or whatever. Over,
0: it just looked so <laughs> fucking weird and unnecessary. And again, who asked for this? I know. Ah. This is
1: going to be this year's Les Miserables because someone's going to win an Oscar for it and it will not uh, be good. Barf. Yeah.
0: Is Cats the Green Book of this year?
1: Uh, ooh, no, that's too early. That's too early. We I can't haven't say seen that. It yet.
0: I'm just saying. Just, I.
1: Mm. <laughs> Is it the green book? Damn. I threw
0: a green book out there. It's early, but it's out there. (laughs)
1: Wow. There it is. Wow. Listen. Wow. And it's cats. Cats have no race. (laughs) But is it the green book? Don't care.
0: (laughs) Look at me giving zero fucks. Mm.
1: Don't care. Hold on. Let me clack this. There it, there it
0: is. There it is. Okay. So obviously we are going to see that. We will
1: keep you apprised. We're
0: going to see cats so that we can talk endless shit about it like we did with Blown Away.
1: I might have to get high for that. Bring
0: it to the hole.
1: But I feel like it will. I feel like if I did, I might not appreciate it because I'd be freaked the fuck out.
0: Bring it to the hole. Bring it to the, bring it to the hole. There it is.
1: Gentle hands. Yes. Soft hands.
0: Yes. Okay, so a couple of then uh, the nominations have come out but before uh, before we talk about Emmy nominations, I want to talk about the Kennedy Center honorees this mm-hmm. year so again, we have you know a year where our administration is bullshit and doesn't support the arts but
1: among other things
0: among other things, but we have the Kennedy Center honorees. Again, this administration has never once attended the Kennedy Center honorees. No. Therefore, not making any space to honor arts and culture uh, as an administration, which is bullshit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but the Kennedy Center, and um, you know, not everyone in our government
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> uh, has still make space for it. And yeah. so there we go. So Thankfully,
1: it is funded by Congress.
0: Thankfully. <laughs> so this year, the Kennedy Center honorees are, are you ready for it? <sighs> Sally Field. Yes. We like you. We really like yes. you.
1: Yes, Miranda Hillard. Yes. Yes.
0: Linda Ronstadt. Yes. You're no good. You're no good.
1: You're, you're not good. good. Maybe you're, you're no good.
0: good. The first and group, ever to be honored, earth, wind and fire.
1: Yes. 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 Love is written in the stone.
0: Yes. Um, conductor, Michael Tilson Thomas. I don't know who this (laughs) is. I'm going to be real with you, art time (laughs) listeners, but here's the thing. And this is why I love the Kennedy Center honors because they always throw in like one obscure artist, Mm -hmm. not obscure, obviously obscure to me. Yes. Who, um, is someone that I'm not familiar with, but they have this career and this breadth of work and this body of work that is so breathtaking, and you get to learn about it, right? Yes, and we will. So you get to see, like, the ballerina that you never knew of before, and you get to see, like, a conductor and a composer and all of that, and you get to learn, and, like, the jazz musicians that I had never heard of, Mm -hmm. and you get to learn those things. Um, And then Sesame Street...
1: Mm. is being honored.
0: This is the first time that a television program is being honored with the Kennedy Center Honor. It's about time. 50 years, right? It is. And so they are honoring Jones Gans Cooney, who is the president and of the uh, Children's Television Network. Te- Children's Television Workshop, excuse me. Jim Henson, um, Frank Oz, and the original creators of of Sesame Street because again, that's celebrating 50 years. Sesame Street started in nineteen sixty. Is this
1: like what they did for the cabinet? Is it the similar kind of, can, no. oh, this is a full, this is, in, this is in the booth. Yeah. Ooh.
0: Sesame Street's being
1: honored. We need to get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. yes. Do we have thousands of yes. dollars?
0: No, I don't know. Um, so, so Yeah. I mean, and the cabinet was honored with a Kennedy Center honor. They just weren't honored as individuals. They were not yeah, honored specific as the cabinet. body yeah. of work. Yeah. Um, so Sesame Street is being honored as Sesame Street, you know, and not, you know, Joan Gans Cooney isn't winning her own Kennedy Center honor. Yeah. But
1: is as it, the as creator of yeah.
0: this groundbreaking work,
1: she is. That's going to be great.
0: It's going to be huge. And there's going to be so many tributes to Sesame Street and like, Oh God, I'm like already super emotional about it because the music alone that has come out of Sesame Street is iconic, you know, like when you think of sing, sing a song, sing out loud, sing out strong, you know, like all of those things, like the body of work that's come out of there, like rubber ducky, you know. Uh, and even the theme song to Sesame Street. Oh, yeah. All of that music is iconic. So uh,
1: There was a big Sesame Street thing at Comic-Con as well.
0: Yeah, and yeah. then this year, again, because of the 50th yeah, 50. year, mm-hmm. uh, they've officially named Sesame Street in oh, New York City. Oh, nice. So they had, um, like, the street where, the, I think the, the street where the CTW is actually located um, off of Broadway. I could be
1: mistaken. Oh, so we side. know where you're going. When you go back home,
0: no. Joe was really confused about why I don't want to go and like look at a street sign when I'm home in New York.
1: Yes, I may or may not have paused the recording so that way I can be like, "You're not gonna go see it? It's a street sign." I don't know. I I'm from an island. Like we just love that shit. It's like, oh, you're this is real, se- <laughs> real Sesame Street. I
0: don't know. I mean, I get that people go and like take <laughs> pictures with like the Hate Ashbury sign, like in the, in the Hate in uh-huh. San Francisco. Like there are iconic street signs and corners and things like that. I don't
1: know. That's just. I mean, it's, I, I, as I, as I like, if
0: I was going to go home and like, I'd go and visit like the CTW and like go, if I could get like a tour of the actual workshop and like the stoop, like that shit I would do. I'm not going to walk up (laughs) uptown to go and stand underneath a street sign and like take a picture. That's some tourist shit. I won't do that. (laughs) Hell No.
1: See, now you have to do it for me. And you get you can like take a video and be like, I'm here. Why am I here doing time this? Art-time listeners,
0: I don't want you to get your hopes up. I want you to understand that that is never going to happen.
1: I will do it. Next time I'm in New York, I will it. go to a street. You I'll do, do that it, tourist and shit. And then I
0: want, art-time listeners, I want you to know that I'm going to be pointing and laughing at Josephine when, when she does that. So there you go.
1: What other tourist shit is there? I'll go to the Soup Nazi restaurant. i do it.
0: I'll do all of it. I bet you will. Alright, we are going to move into the Kennedy Center honorees. Huzzah. Congratulations. We're going to stay tuned for that in December. Yes. And also noted that we're going to see the Kennedy Center honors mid month this year. Oh, they're being aired December 15th. Oh, wow. Which is unheard of because usually they air the day after Christmas.
1: Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. usually
0: it's on the 26th or 27th at night. And this year, it's mid-month, so
1: hmm.
0: I'm kind of excited about
1: hmm. that. Christmas is in the middle of the week this year, so maybe no. Mm,
0: maybe. Hmm. Who knows? Anyway, uh, the Emmy, Emmy nominations have come out. hmm And I've already spoken to you about my feelings on Daniel Brooks. Yes. Yes. Um, have you looked over the nominees?
1: Yes, And I have. your thoughts? Um, finally... It had to come in the last season, but finally Catherine O'Hara. Oh yeah, yeah. for Shit's Creek. For Shit's Creek, I mean, finally anything for Shit's Creek, really. But uh-huh. like, finally Catherine O'Hara. So mm-hmm. yeah.
0: So real quick, let's just talk about it. The nominees list the for drama series
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, are Better Call Saul, Bodyguard
1: on Netflix. Yeah, I kind of expected that. Did you? I kind of did. Yeah.
0: I. I felt like that was just, like, a blip on the radar. Like. It,
1: it, 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 I think it would, did, a, had a good showing at the Golden Globes. Okay. So, I'm feeling, I felt like Bodyguard is, is there. All right. Um, I also, my parents have discovered Netflix. Oh. And, um, I recommended to my dad, I'm like, because he loves, like, action-y type. Do they
0: know that there's a ton of gay shit up on Netflix?
1: They will now. Okay. We share an
0: account. Ah! <laughs> They're gonna see all your <laughs> gay shit. Uh.
1: <laughs> um <laughs> so um yeah so they i said oh you i think you'd like bodyguard because it's like it's that kind of like you know counterterrorism, you know mm-hmm. who done it procedural type thing and they liked it so okay.
0: yeah all right well game of thrones is nominated of for course, its final for season for everything killing eve mm-hmm. ozark pose
1: pose
0: succession On HBO. Yes. And This Is Us.
1: Uh, Succession... (laughs) This is for the theater people. Succession is based on The Lion in Winter.
0: (laughs) Ah. (laughs) There we go.
1: But yeah, Succession. Um, which apparently is really good. Mm -hmm. Uh, so... But yeah, um... I'm pulling for Pose, obviously. I am um, I still need to make it. I, there's still another two months left of summer, so mm-hmm. I still need to do Killing Eve because I hear Killing Eve is just fantastic.
0: Same, same, same thing. Yeah. I have to get caught up on Pose and I want to watch Killing Eve. Um, also noted in that whole category, the only like major network nomination went to This Is Us on NBC. Yeah. Everything else is all cable networks and or... Streaming. Streaming. Um, yeah. So then um comedy series are um what is going on Barry
1: Uh-huh Mhm
0: Come on now flea bag Um which was so amazing have you watched it yet
1: No It was your homework It was still Joe? my homework yes
0: You're failing you're failing my class I hope you're happy <laughs> Um The Good Place, which is also the only NBC nominated. Mm -hmm. Um, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Russian Doll, Schitt's Creek, and Veep. Yeah. I have to say, I know that everybody lives and dies for Veep.
1: I don't get it.
0: I also don't get it. I'm also glad that this is the last time it's going to be nominated. We're friends. Can we move past it now? This is
1: a foundation of our friendship. This is. Is that we don't get Veep.
0: Thanks. We don't get it. There yeah. you go. We're still friends. Good. Limited series nominations went to Chernobyl on HBO, which was supposed to be phenomenal.
1: Uh, it's very difficult. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, Escape at Dannemora on Showtime. <laughs> Bossy Verdon. Bossy <laughs>
1: Verdon. Bossy
0: Verdon. I hope it wins everything. Um, Sharp Objects and When They See Us. That's going to be a
1: tough one. Yeah.
0: When They See Us got nominated for lots yeah. of things. Um, so did um, Pose. Billy Porter got nominated mm-hmm. again. And Shout out Mother Porter. Mother Porter, we love you. Um, yeah. Thoughts?
1: Um... I mean, again, like, I feel like this is just a big signal that, you know, if you want really good groundbreaking television, you're going to have to pay for it. Yeah. Because network television's not doing it anymore. It's not. Network television is good for your procedurals, it's good for those things that people think that, you know, the white men in suits who run everything think that people are going to watch. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you really want to get good television, the truly groundbreaking stuff, it's not being made on network television.
0: Yeah. Um the only other network television nomination that I'm seeing is Anthony Anderson for Blackish. Uh
1: Anthony Anderson for Blackish. Um I thought How to get how to get away with murder was nominated?
0: Um
1: Or Viola yes, Davis. Viola Davis was nominated. Yeah. And then um you
0: And I feel like that nomination mm-hmm. should have been replaced with Danielle Brooks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. I, I would I would probably have to agree about, with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she doesn't need it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, also like, it's like the however umpteenth season of a show that's like on its last legs. It and, really is, yeah. yeah.
0: Dead to Me was nominated for quite a few things,
1: which we've talked about. Mm-hmm, Christina mm-hmm. Applegate. Um, special was nominated Mm -hmm. Um, special special had some surprises because special was nominated originally just um, the actress who plays uh, the best friend. Um, Mm -hmm. She was nominated for actress in a, in a, in a, in in like a short. Mm -hmm. And then the short itself was nominated, but then something happened. There was like one of the, one of the previous nominees was disqualified, and then uh, for uh, actor in a short, and mm-hmm. it ended up being Ryan O'Connell got a nomination. Huh. So he was like right there. Good. So he got a surprise Emmy nomination. That's nice. Uh, for that. So shout out to him, Emmy Emmy um, nominated actor uh, Ryan O'Connell. Nice. Um, yeah. And like, I mean, also shout out to season two of an Emmy for Megan getting nominated. Mm. Um, are you familiar with this show? Mm-hmm. So there's this there's this comedian in L.A. Her name's Megan Amram, and she basically decided to uh, create a short um, web series that was designed uh, ab- about her. Emmy campaign for that series. Oh, so cool. she like got a billboard in LA in a very prominent place in LA. She had some actors come on and it got nominated for an Emmy last year. That's cool. <laughs> so now she did a set season two. It got nominated and also um Patton Oswalt does a guest and he's mm-hmm. uh, he's nominated for it as very well. Very cool.
0: So um, shout out to her
1: hacking the system.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I feel like we should talk about our competition programs, our competition,
1: mm-hmm. our glitter sports.
0: Not re- yeah, and they're not mm-hmm. necessarily reality, but competition programs: yeah. The Amazing Race, of course, American Ninja Warrior,
1: mm-hmm.
0: nailed it, nailed it on Netflix, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, mm-hmm. Mother Ru, uh, Top Chef. Uh huh. On Bravo and The Voice on NBC. The Voice. Nowhere in here do I see a glitter sport.
1: No. I mm. would
0: like us to a... look the fuck alive. Yeah. Bring back our glitter sports.
1: Yeah, bring it back. Uh, this season of Top Chef was fantastic. So yeah, yeah.
0: The Kentucky season. Oh, oh yeah. Did you watch? Yeah. Did we talk about this? I don't think so.
1: Oh, what? Do you
0: like Top Chef too? I do. <gasps>
1: I'm learning new things about you. Um,
0: our friendship is established. Fi-
1: there you go. Off the mic, I'll ask you about this season because <laughs> we could go, we could go thirty we more. We could,
0: minutes. we could, but no, the Kentucky season was real strong. Yeah. as a fan, um, and the person who won that season, I was rooting for from like episode one. Yeah, so mm.
1: oh, mm, uh, mm. I was. Yeah, we'll talk. Okay. We'll we'll talk. We'll talk. Later. We'll,
0: talk. <laughs> we'll talk later. We'll talk off the mic. Um, Okay, so those are. Emmys are coming up, obviously, September. In September, mm-hmm. we have a big month coming up for you, Art Time listeners. We're going to give you three episodes in September. What? 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 Who? What? Huh? What? Huh? What? Who? We're going to give Why? you our um, our August recap at the beginning of September. Yes. We're going to come at you with an Artist We're Spotting episode. Mm-hmm. And we're going to give you an Emmys recap as yeah. well.
1: But you deserve it.
0: You know, you've been working real hard for us, guys. You deserve it, listener. Yeah. There's a lot coming up. So at the end of uh, mid-month this month, should we um, tell everyone what we have coming up this month? Um,
1: You can. I can? Well, I mean, you should. You, of all people, should. (laughs) I
0: should. Okay, so the artist we're spotting this month episode, I had like a big fangirl moment over. Mm -hmm. Um, We interviewed Ashley Nell Tipton, who is season 14 Project Runway winner. Winner. Winner.
1: She knows what Heidi Klum and Tim Gunn smell like. She does. They smell like money. Yes.
0: And um, she had so much to say about creating plus size fashion, about her artistic journey, about
1: what it was like to be on a reality show in the aftermath.
0: Reality show. Exactly. Like there's, it was such a great in-depth conversation. And for us, it was the first time we were sitting down with someone that like we didn't know. And she didn't know us either. Mm-hmm. And we just had the best time. And she was so generous and lovely. And so um, that is coming to you guys mid-month.
1: And sevens of listeners, if you want to listen to Wendy have just bursting with joy <laughs> through the airwaves. Pretty much. Like, you you need to listen to this. And
0: also, if you just want to feel, like, really inspired and have, like, a real good, like, motivational, like, inspirational pep talk and feel really good about your body, you should listen to that episode. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was just really, really great. Um, so that's coming up mid-August and then September we have a lot coming up for you, too. Uh, and we are excited. So we want to remind you to... Like, subscribe, leave reviews and shit. Leave reviews. Follow us on
1: Instagram. Yeah. Um, We have a following, sort of. Sort of, kind of. Yeah. we We do. And also, I think the last thing that I'll say is, um, happy birthday to our two Leo, uh, artists, artists, uh, Nick, uh, Cartel and Julia Lopez. Oh, that's right. Yeah, They're both yeah. Leos within like a days of each other. And that is true. Within it was their birthday of each
0: other. Exactly. Yeah. So the two artists who were our first artists, we yes. started
1: happy yes. birthdays to them.
0: Yeah. There you go. So, Hey, thanks guys. And stay tuned. We have good shit coming up and enjoy your time of the month.